It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Garrett Ross. Welcome to Monday. It's Championship Monday. Good morning. Welcome into Game Time, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car biz. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us as we get ready to kick off a brand new day and, of course, a uh, brand new week. Let's uh, let's bop around the horn and check in. Ward, how are we? Outstanding. Garrett? I'm good. Big weekend, guys? I mean, did we have a big weekend? Yes. What'd you do? Something. What most exciting thing Ward White's did? Everybody, get ready. Jot this down. You may want to do it next weekend. The most exciting thing Ward White's did this weekend was yard work. Yard work. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm not doing yard work. <clears throat> Don't have it in me. I. Uh, so what? What was the most exciting thing you did this weekend? Uh, I guess take my son to see my grandpa. I always like to see those two get together. You know, hang out for a little bit. Nice. That's what I did. That's probably the most exciting thing. And that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. What about you? Uh, I, w- I didn't really do anything exciting. I did watch golf. A lot of golf. I mean, a lot of golf this weekend. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it later. Uh, went over to, uh, I, to, to, uh, to the stadium after their first spring inter-squad. And uh, we got to uh, visit with some of the specialists, kickers, punters, that kind of thing. And then talk with, with Coach Aranda. You'll hear part of that coming up a little bit later on. Uh, and then watch the basketball Saturday night, which I thought was just terrific. It, it kind of went like – that first game certainly went like we thought it would. But I'm going to go back to Ward. <laughs> so, Ward, am I late to the party on the yard work? Because I noticed my neighbors are, are mowing their yard really, really short. And I'm like, why short now? So you can weed and feed. Take the top off all the dead grass and and let that grass underneath start coming up, and then weed and feed. That's so you kind of scalp it. Nah, I didn't really scalp it, but but they gotta, did. Yeah, I don't. You can if you if your yard needs it. If it has a lot of weeds in it, you can scalp it if you want to. So um, I'm late to the party on the weed and feed. You think? No, not at all. Not at all. You can still do it this coming weekend. That's kind of what the plan was. I cut mine short and then uh, weed and feed and then watered. Quite a bit. Which is what cleaned, I intend to do. Cleaned out all the flower beds and mulched them and got it all done. I don't know that I'm going that far, but I did that last last spring with the mulch. And my mulch still looks pretty good, which is yeah. kind of surprising, especially after the cold weather get, and the snow. and had to get all the leaves out. Yeah. Got a big oak tree that tends yeah. to shed quite a bit. What What is the – what's the um, – the gutter. I had mm-hmm. – had pl- – Past tense. Hope no one gets mad, but I had a big nest in my gutter, and I'm thinking we got rain coming. That's going to create. So I'm telling you, with some, he- it would have created some weight. I think because I oh, don't yeah. know that the water would have been able to flow. This nest was big. Mm-hmm. Past tense. There you go. So a little relocation never hurt nobody. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking there is a big. There's a wooded area just maybe a hundred yards from where I live. Go, go stay there. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, were we? We kind of felt like, and we'll we'll dive into the basketball here, but I do want to get just a quick thought. Uh, 
KU Villanova kind of went like we thought, right? I mean, yeah, it's kind of what we thought. Yeah, I mean, that was what I've been expecting from Villanova this entire time. I mean, after what Baylor did to him, and Kansas is just like Baylor, so I'm not surprised there. Were we I, – I know you guys picked Duke and I picked Carolina. Mm-hmm. But that game, if honestly, what a great basketball game. I it mean, was. It was a great game. They just – I mean, it was punch, counterpunch. Mm-hmm. It was – it was uh it was just one of those it was one of those great ga- I mean that that's a classic. Oh yeah, no doubt. With what was at stake, what was on the line, all the side stuff with Coach K. You know, what did he say at halftime? He goes, Look, this is a hell of a game. He was right. <laughs> and he's a thousand percent correct. It really, really was. So we'll we'll dive into all that coming up a little later on. Uh in fact, uh, in our next segment. And, uh, and talk a little bit about that. We got some great guests today, too, as well. Yeah, so uh, Isaac Shade from Locked On uh, Tar Hills, he will join us here at uh, 7.30 to kind of recap the Final Four, uh, look ahead to tonight's championship game. A lot on the line, a lot of storylines that go with that. Uh, Jerry Hill will join us at 8. A lot going on with Baylor Athletics. So you had uh, baseball take care of the series over the weekend. Softball drops another series. Uh, but you had some men tennis in action. Uh, as well as football, so we can get into that with Jerry. And then at 8.30, we'll have Michael Swain from Kansas 247, obviously locked in right now to the national championship. There's also some football nuggets, but I'm sure we'll just focus solely on tonight. Yeah, with Baylor relays so. over the weekend, too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes, Baylor absolutely. relays. And they had a good weekend. They had a uh, good weekend. So, uh, w- so we got a lot to get into today. We want to get your thoughts on tonight's championship game. Uh, who do you think wins? And that's just let, let us know on the CNC Collision Center text line 254-662-1660, 254-662-1660. We'll get into uh, we'll get into that. Uh, and we want to know uh, who you think wins tonight. Does any did it, nobody had Carolina and Kansas in their championship bracket? Did I did. they? I had Kansas. No, no, I, I get that. We I, I, all I didn't us, have North Carolina. No. I didn't. I'm sure there's people out there who did, obviously, but it wasn't me. My bracket was trash. I, I would like to meet somebody who had Carolina playing KU in the Roy Williams championship, and that's what this is. Mm-hmm. His last two spots, uh, stops rather, uh, you know, uh, KU and then and then Carolina, and and uh, so you know that's an interesting piece. And I don't know every time the cameras. Uh, Cut to, to Roy Williams. He had a big smile on his face. And <laughs> you know, you had a great point. He's living his best life. <laughs> He's not out there having to make all of those tough decisions. And uh, you, you, But you do wonder, because, Ward, do you ever take the coach out of a person? No. You just, you, you, you're, I'm sitting there wondering, is he in the state, can he thoroughly enjoy the game or is he coaching internally going, okay, now, Hubert, I wouldn't have done that. I would have done this, or, you know, I would have made this substitution. And, you know, can, can he get away from that and just watch the basketball game? I don't think you can if you're a successful former head coach like that. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it'd be tough, especially being so close to remove from the program. I mean, the further you get it from it, the easier it is to just sit back and, and watch and, and maybe not make – analysis on every move that's being done but I mean remember he's he's not very far away from that bench so 
Uh, no, not far at all. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's probably a little more difficult for him because he knows those players pretty well. And that staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that staff. I mean, uh, so yeah, I know he's smiling, but I'm just wondering if you know if he's like, now, come on, guys, I you know let let's let's run this play instead of that play, and he probably would be doing that a little more so if they weren't in the national championship. I, I think he's got to be pretty happy with everything that Hubert has done up to this point. But the yeah, result- I mean that's a, that's a fine balance if you're a coach. The results have been pretty good, pretty, haven't they? Pretty nice, yeah. So did I see? Am I correct in saying that Hubert Davis is the uh, is the just the fourth head coach? To guide his team to the national championship game in his first season, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I mean it's it's got to be I mean, rare. It's a it's a it's a small club, it's a small club, so uh, we can talk about that. Did and I know that and I want I want to get your thoughts in our next segment on the um, on the women's championship game last night in Minneapolis. Uh, the start that South Carolina got off to Whoa. was <laughs> it was scary. Yeah, I mean. It, what was it, eleven to two, and 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 they're getting a timeout, and you know, wow, thirty to twelve at one point. Yeah, it, yeah, and, and then and then UConn made a made a run, but we'll we'll get into that in our next segment as well. So we got some basketball to get to, and all kinds of fun stuff. We're glad you're with us on a Monday. Now, we're, I thought we had rain in the forecast. Is, it's uh, coming tonight, a little later on this evening. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I don't watch the weather. Big I'm always caught off guard. So by you the just listen to us, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Or I just walk outside and whatever's happening, I adapt. <laughs> you go, huh? <laughs> What's that thing swirling in the sky? Huh? Wonder what that is. <laughs> I didn't know that was happening. Not All right. Uber. <laughs> it's ten after seven. Seven ten. Welcome into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward and Garrett, and we're glad you're with us. Uh let's see here real quick. Uh this, and you know what else this is? This is Masters Week. Yes. If you're a betting man, Tiger, no Tiger. Well, that's a tough call. Boy, isn't it? I don't know. I, I don't know. Just, just saying a game-time decision. Garrett, Tiger's this guy that plays golf pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> I know who he is. I, I, look, I, I'll, I don't know what it is. I just, I've never really been into golf. I'll watch it every once in a while. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it's not really my go-to. But that's fair. I watched a lot of it this week, and I'm just telling you. <laughs> I, I watched uh, – they had a heck of a golf tournament in San Antonio. You know, they'd move, I guess, from Austin to San Antonio. So, they were in San Antonio this weekend uh, on the on the PGA side. Uh, but I, what I was really intrigued by, Ward, was – and it's, it's a fairly new event. I think it's only three years old maybe. And it's the Augusta National Women's Amateur Championship. Mm-hmm. So, these are mainly college players – you know that uh, that are invited to this event you know and it's and these are really talented good players and they're playing Augusta National you know the the drama there and you know and the excitement level there well a, a sophomore in high school out in California her name is Anna Davis she shot a smooth running three under par 69 at Augusta National on Saturday to finish the tournament one under and win the golf tournament. Sixteen-year-old sophomore doesn't even have her driver's license. Said that a lot of times that she has to catch a ride to some of the amateur golf tournaments that she plays in and stuff. But she's sixteen years old and just went out and and, and shot. She shot three under sixty-nine at Augusta, which is incredible. It's incredible. It really, really is. 
Hopefully she picked up some sponsors after yesterday and she don't have to be hitchhiking anymore. <laughs> I don't know. She has a twin brother, you know, and she wears this, I don't know what you call it. I call it a Gilligan cap. You know what I'm talking about? bucket hat. Yeah, yeah. A little bucket hat, yeah. And her brother walked up and rubbed the top of her head like, yeah, well done. Like she just went out and won the local city championship <laughs> or something. That's funny. But she shoots three under 69 at Augusta. So, anyway. All right. Uh, I'm going to say on Monday, I'm going to say yes to Tiger. I, I, I think there was just, I think there's too much out there right now. I mean, and I don't know how much he can control that, but I mean, the fact that he was on the golf course last week and the media knew about it. Uh, I just, I just wonder, and he, <laughs> I like how he put it when asked about it, game time decision, mm-hmm. game time decision. <laughs> so that's, how, that's how he put it. He'll be playing. So I, I think so too. And I think it's good for the golf tournament. Oh, I there's think, no doubt. Anytime Tiger's in a, in a, in the in, field, in the field, he's going to be, you know, adding eyes to it to so. see, you know, some want to see if he can hang in there and some want to see. You know how quickly he dissolves. <laughs> Just and, and 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 can he withstand the physical demand of walking that golf course? Because it's not flat, you know. And and this would be his first. I think his first time in a in a PGA sanctioned event since 2020. So we'll uh, we'll see. I, I'm going to vote yes. I, I I think he's in it. And look, who knows? But I, I the the fact that we're having the conversation. Is good for their golf tournament. It, it's oh, good yeah, for. Absolutely. I mean, it's. it's I mean, look. It, we we all watch that golf tournament, but you watch it with a little more anticipation when he's in the field. Sure, I mean, it's it's just that simple. All right, it's a seven fourteen fourteen after seven o'clock. We're gonna dive into the basketball. We'll do it next, but first, let's check our weather forecast and the weather this morning. Brought to you by our good friends at Alliance Bank of Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Clouds will stick around ahead of our next storm system moving in tonight. That'll bring the chance for some severe weather. Our biggest threats with these storms will be damaging wind gusts and hail. While the tornado threat is low, it cannot be ruled out. Storms will move out by early tomorrow morning, in which our Tuesday will be much drier and warmer with a high of 91. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. It's the Baylor Coaches Show with the voice of the Bears, John Morris, live from Rudy's in Waco. The Baylor Coaches Show moves to Wednesday, April 13th, live from Rudy's. Come join us then and hear from women's tennis coach Joey Scrivano and women's golf coach Jay Goble. The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's in Waco, here on ESPN Central Texas. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. 
The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canik, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118222462. Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. Seven seventeen. What are we playing, Bruno Mars? Yes. Oh, Bruno! Don't holler br- like you uh, at a Bruno Mars aficionado. Absolutely. <laughs> I can see War Jamison Bruno. Bruno is down, man. <laughs> All He's right. good. You see the Prince tribute he did? Yes. That's outstanding. See? He knows. Oh, Bruno. I thought that was... Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never mind. All right. Uh, let, let's, uh, let's start, Ward, with the, um, with the women's championship game last night. First of all, and we talked about this uh, last week, with Connecticut's loss, that's the first time that UConn has been in the championship game and lost. I mean, now they've that's lost. It, they've lost in the in the final four, but getting in the championship game, they once they've gotten to that game, they've never they've never. They were lost. eleven and zero going in. They were eleven and zero going in, and, and now, but man, oh man, did Carolina, particularly in that first eight ten minute stretch, they took them to the woodshed. I mean, it was impressive. How South Carolina got off to a, to that start? It was. I mean, it, they they really came out firing, and it was the three pointer that that gave them so much of a a cushion there in the in the first quarter, and then even in the and, second quarter. And Connecticut until, couldn't make one. Yeah, until Connecticut finally put the clamps down and outscored them nineteen to thirteen there in the second quarter and closed the gap to eight going into the locker room. But it was thirty to twelve at one time. I mean, you you thought up oh, this. That that's church. You're done. Mm-hmm. I didn't look, and I need two second chance points for South Carolina because they out rebounded. Listen to this: they out rebounded Connecticut forty nine to twenty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know they got a ton of second chance opportunities, and it was worse than that in the first half. Yeah. Oh yeah. By I mean, far, it, they were they were way over them in the first half. It, 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 you you didn't think that the game would ever be competitive. In the first half, I mean, it was like eleven to one or eleven to two, something like that, 
and he's getting a timeout called to try to stop the run, and they couldn't stop the run. I mean, as you pointed out, it got to 22-8, to eight, and then it got to, what, 30 to well, – I mean, it, 30 to 12. Yeah, it was just – it was Before just, they made that run. Yeah, it was just ridiculous how South Carolina was running them out of the gym. But when I was just, I was just thinking about, you know, and, and you could see how, you know, how they were dominating the glass, particularly. I mean, they dominated the offensive glass. They got a bunch of offensive rebounds, did South Carolina. And, you know, they, they would take it and they would then kick it back out and, and re, either reset the offense or get into a uh, or get into a three point situation, but man, they were uh, they were good uh, last night to say the least, and uh, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive how they went about their business in Minneapolis, and a uh, heck of a crowd uh, uh, for the uh, for the game at the Target Center. And South Carolina's your uh, your national champion, and and rightfully so. I think what did they finish thirty one and two something like that? Uh, thirty five and two. Thirty five and two. Two losses your entire season, so uh, good for them. They, uh, they they got it done. Uh, all right. So again, the first game. Look, Kansas just they Kansas went out and did what they were supposed to do, or what they felt like they were supposed to do. And, and I, I honestly, I, I think they probably could have won by thirty if they wanted to. Uh, they went at eighty-one to sixty-five and. Boy, they were impressive, and and they were machine like. I mean, everything that that Bill Self set out to do, they went and they got it accomplished. I think for me, one of the most impressive things was every time Villanova would try to spark some momentum and they would hit a couple of shots in the row and get back into it, you would see Abaji or Remy Martin come out and just counter it, and they never gave Villanova any true hope. Uh, and then when you have a, a guy like David McCormick just dominating the way he did in the paint, you're going to win a lot of games. Now, I don't know that he can necessarily do that again, especially tonight against Baycott, but he had a, a, he was a big key to why they dominated Villanova the way they did. Well, they had the inside-outside. You had McCormick mm-hmm. on the inside with 25 and Obagi from the outside with 21. Uh, again, I think they were – they were almost mechanical to me. Mm-hmm. They were, I mean, it was like, okay, here we're going to preset you to do th- and go, and they went out and did it. I mean, they were that good uh, against Villanova, and the, and Villanova had no answers. I mean, no, not, they didn't, and, and nothing they could do. If 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 Kansas got the ball on an entry pass, it was over. it was over. Anytime, anytime they got the ball into the paint, good night. It was flat. Over. Mm-hmm. And so there you go. Uh, just everybody's overall impressions on Duke and Carolina. I'll start. I, 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 what I what I like the most is every time Duke would get rolling, Carolina would do something to, to hammer the break. I mean, they stopped several runs where you thought, okay, Duke's about to – you know, they'd get it to four. They get then it'd get to five, and I don't know what the biggest lead was. Maybe, but when they kind of got in that five to six point, Carolina did something to stop it. They did, and, and you know what? And the crazy part is when Carolina would get on a run and get it up to four, five, six, whatever, then Duke would throw on the brakes and, and stop that run. It was punch and counter punch all night long for forty minutes. Well, you know, the worst part about Duke is they couldn't get the three point game going. I mean, they shot 27, 22% from mm-hmm. from outside the arc, and that's just not going to get it done in the championship game because that's the difference maker. 
And, you know, when you're throwing up shots like that and you end up five of 22, I mean, you take 22 shots and you make five of them? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. That That's just not going to get it done in a championship game. I loved it because, it, to me, it was an old-school-style basketball game. It was physical. It was played from the inside out. Um, and for me, early on, you hate to see Duke get in the foul trouble they did, but all hats off to, to Baycott for being able to, to cause that. I feel like the, the officiating style kind of changed in the second half a little bit, and they started looking at, at Baycott being more of the aggressor, which eventually caught up to him a little bit. But North Carolina was just the better team that night. I think Brady Manick didn't have an offensive explosion like we've seen. But at the same time, he did a good job of locking up Bancaro and not letting him take the game over for Duke. I agree with that, and, and I look as good as Manic is offensively. I don't see him having two poor offensive nights. Uh, I, I think he has a big night tonight. Who defends him tonight for KU? Maybe Good a question. Yeah, probably. Paji's about. He's got the size and athleticism, but I, I don't know. I mean, seriously. I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, who, who says I'm locking him down? That, that he's the Abaji's the only person I can think of that has a chance of Garden Manic. I don't know. I, I mean, so that makes that makes for an interesting night. And again, uh, uh, what's what's the difference tonight? I mean, what separates these two teams? Whoever wins the paint, to me, Baycott. Baycott's the the deciding factor. He 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 comes in a walking double double. Uh, I don't know if McCormick can really bang with him. Uh, and then you're going to need Lightfoot to step up and kind of alleviate the pressure because you're going to get McCormick in foul trouble. Uh, that's the deciding factor to me is Armando Baycott. So there you go. Uh, it, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, it's also it, going to depend on how healthy he is. True. I think he's – all indications Didn't, are wasn't everything that was scary? fine. I mean, that was scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a man, a miraculous recovery. <laughs> you looked up and he was headed out of there, and then you turn around and he's headed back to the scores table to check back in. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I I, I don't know, uh, but yeah, you're right, Ward. I mean, if if he's if he's a little gimpy, whoo, that changes a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It changes a lot of things that both teams want to do. Oh, yeah. sure, absolutely. So you go right at him if you he's gimpy. Bet your bottom dollar. And then you wonder if if he is gimpy, how many minutes does is he able to play and, and play at a high level? Mm-hmm. So, but I I don't know. I mean, after what I saw the other night, him him coming back into the game and the way he played once he came back, yeah. In. But there was a lot of emotion in that. I mean, sure. now he's had a couple of days. It's going to be tender. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. So we'll we'll see how that goes and and get maybe we'll uh, a little later on get a uh, a yes a, a report on his health and. And we'll do that uh, when we visit with Isaac Shade from Locked on Tar Heels. And uh, that podcast coming up in just a few minutes. All right. It is a 726. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And we're brought to you in part by Circle Drug Pharmacy, 3211 Robinson Drive. That's where I go. Hang out there all the time. Get get uh, all my prescriptions filled there. And they do a unbelievable job of taking care of us. Locally owned, independent pharmacy. And uh, look, uh, uh, Doc Everett and his crew over at Circle Drug, they they want to take great care of you. They offer free delivery to your home or to your office. They've got to several ways for you to uh, to pick up your medications when you get there. You can go in the store, which is what I do because I like to visit with them, or you can go to a, a walk-up window. You can go through the drive-through. You can go uh, and pull in, and they'll come out to you. I've seen them do that. Whatever 
works for you, they're going to make it work for you, if that makes sense. Uh, they got walkers and wheelchairs, prescription compounding, diabetic shoes and inserts. They're going to help you with all your insurance needs. Uh, when you know, Because it, sometimes it gets a little confusing when you make that switch over. They're going to take care of all that for you. They do it. They've done it for me a couple of times. And, man, I, I certainly appreciate it. They've got great hours. They know that we all work. And we've all got uh, things to do, and so they're going to make it convenient for us, and that's exactly what they do. They're open Monday through Friday from 9 until 6, so you 5 o'clockers, you've got plenty of time to get by there. Uh, on Saturdays, if you work a half a day, you've got plenty of time because they're going to be open from 9 until 2 o'clock. It's Circle Drug. Stop by and see them today. Tell them we sent you by, 3211 Robinson Drive, or if you want to call and ask a question or, 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 or give this phone number to, to your doctor to start a new prescription, 662-0774. 662-0774. Hit Circle Drug. Recently on the John Moore Show. Greedy Carter, our guest, one of Baylor's all-time greats, now back as Baylor's uh, Director of Player Development on Scott Drew's staff. Oh, man, I'm, I'm just thankful. It, it means a lot. Um, you know how much I love Baylor. Baylor know how much I love them. You know, um, and I always say, man, Baylor helped me out in so many ways, you know, and to, to help me grow up, to help me be a better husband, to help me be a better father um, for my kids, um, you know, a better person. It's just to, to be able to come back and, and coach with Baylor after they gave so much to you, you know, um, it's just a huge honor, and I'm just blessed. It was a blessing to, 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 to play for Baylor and to be here now, man, it's just huge. and. I'm just thankful to be in this position and talking to you about oh, this right now. That's great. Well, you know we all feel the same way. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family and friends and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vita Me Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here and
and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralight. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. South Carolina beat UConn 64-49 to claim the championship of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. It's the program's second national title. The college basketball season concludes tonight with the men's championship game in New Orleans. Kansas attempts to become the second straight Big 12 team to claim the national title when they tip off against North Carolina at 8-20. Baylor baseball swept the weekend series with East Tennessee State and now has their first five-game winning streak of the season. They travel to Dallas Baptist tomorrow night. MCC Baseball split the Saturday doubleheader with Weatherford. They're on the road today for a nine-inning game at 2 o'clock against San Jacinto. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service, Pro Star Rental, Good Feet, and VersaLift Southwest. Monday morning in the heart of Texas. Tom Ward again. We're glad you're with us. We're joined now by Isaac Shade from the uh, podcast Locked on Tar Heels. And Isaac, first of all, good morning. Thanks for your time. Hey, not too bad for a team that was the eighth best team in the East. You know, not not too bad at all. Just the fourth ever eighth seed in the modern tournament era to make the championship game. And and, and for – Hubert Davis, am I correct in saying that he is just the fourth coach to take his team to the national championship game in his first year? Uh, actually, he he was in terms of making it to the final four. He's the first ever coach wow. to get to the championship game in his first full year. So even more historic, yes. When you look at this game coming up tonight, how hard is it going to be for uh, the Tar Heels to turn the page from that emotional game Uh, on Saturday night. Oh, absolutely. That is the biggest key to this game. Can Carolina take what was probably, not probably, what was the most emotionally, physically, and mentally draining game of their entire season and less than 48 hours switch back into go mode against another Big 12 number one seed like they already faced in the Baylor Bears down there in Waco. And boy, that is a monumental task. Coach Davis talked to us in in media availability over and over yesterday that his team was ready. And if there's one thing I've learned this season from Coach Davis, it's to doubt him at your own peril uh, because what he has told us has proven true over and over. And so until we see otherwise tonight, I have no reason to believe that he does not have his team focused and ready. Isaac, is Armando Baycott at 100% coming into tonight and also going back 
how impressive was that to see Coach K address him uh, in the post game and let him know that he was the guy he voted for for ACC Player of the Year? Yeah, um, no, he will not be 100% tonight. Um, yesterday, he uh, he was moving about somewhat gingerly, um, and that, that was true, obviously, Saturday night right after the game as well. We, we had the chance to be back by the locker rooms, and um, but he is adamant that he is playing. Coach Davis said that his x-rays were negative. He said the medical staff was pleased with where the swelling was at. And Baycott himself uh, pretty much verbatim said, you would have to saw off my leg for me to not play. Now, how effective and efficient will he be going against David McCormick? We will have to see. For example, he missed a rebound he would normally get against Duke that led to a Duke go-ahead three in the closing seconds of uh, in the closing minute of the game on Saturday night. And so that's a, that's a big time question mark to watch right after that hangover. Now, as to coach K addressing that, I mean, there's no greater respect than your greatest rival, your greatest competitor to say, listen, I thought you were the best player in this year. And that is a man who has seen the world's best talent up close and personal coaching USA basketball, coaching Duke. What a, what an honor, what a, what a kind gesture from that man. Uh, man, I'm going to get you to speculate here, but uh, what, where, if, if Baycott is 75%, 75% Duke and North Carolina, I, I, I'm sorry, not Duke, but uh, North Carolina uh, wins the game or doesn't win the game at, at 75%? I would say at 75%, yes, because um, I, I've been thinking about it and compared to Carolina's Joel Berry, who suffered a very similar issue back in 2017 in their championship run. Um, with, with Baycott, he is a below-the-rim player, doesn't really need to get a ton of lift. He's great at, at positioning and getting himself ready for these rebounds. If, if he can be at 75%, I think that is enough for him to draw the attention of Kansas and then kick out to these deadly shooters in Caleb Love, Brady Manick, and R.J. Davis. What does North Carolina have to do defensively tonight to win this ball game? Great question. The the biggest thing there is I've I've been calling it all season hashtag leaky lockdown. It's it's Leaky Black who is Carolina's wing defender who can actually guard the one through four positions with his six eight length and speed. And he will undoubtedly be guarding Ochai Baji today. Uh, he he was cagey about it yesterday, but kind of tongue-in-cheek said, but uh, I think we all know who I'll be guarding. And so that's the big question. Leaky Black is not that much of a scorer, although he did hit two threes against Duke. But his job always is to go shut out these biggest scorers and erase them from the game. Agbaji averages just shy of 19 points a game. If Black can cut that even in half down to about 10 points, that's just as good as himself scoring 10 above his own average. And so that is the big matchup to watch tonight. Um, in this game to see if Carolina can do that. If Black can erase Agbaji, it puts his team in a great position to win. I feel like a lot of people would come out and score 14 points and call it a good night. But when you look at Brady Manick, to me, that was kind of a slow night offensively. But he did a good job on the defensive end of locking up Bancaro. How impressed have you been uh, about the whole game of Brady Manick and the development of his skill set as a whole? And how has he improved his stock as we look ahead towards the NBA draft? Yeah, uh, in, insanely impressive. It was clear from the get-go that, that Duke was going to attack Manic. In the last game at Cameron, Van Carroll had been settling for mid-range stuff when he's clearly more athletic than Manic, 
And so, like, right out of the gate, first two possessions, just attacked downhill to get to the rim. But Manic, while maybe less athletic, is a savvy and wily veteran who was able to stay with him and cause him to miss two contested difficult shots right out of the gate, and that set the tone. Manic's defensive presence has been more than admirable. You know, you worry about a top three draft pick and having to guard him. But uh, Bancaro, yes, scored 20 points, but it took 17 shots to get to it. That's what you want to see uh, from, from what you're defending. And then on the flip side, I mean, he's just unconscious on the offensive side of the court, um, firing at will. He, he basically is – anytime he has any small amount of separation is, is pulling that quick trigger, that is a, a freedom that Coach Davis has given him a, a little bit different than he had – at Oklahoma. And then in terms of that game on Saturday, you talked about just, just 14 points and you're spot on that. That is below what Manic has been doing. Part of it. He, he told me after the game that Duke was really doing a good job of face guarding him in the first half. He, he got just that one bucket right at the end, but then in the second half, he was able to find more space. And so I think a lot of that will depend on how Kansas guards him tonight. I'm, I'm looking for it to be a matchup with Jalen Wilson is, is my proposed matchup there. And Manic does have a height advantage, but Wilson, similar to Bankero, is going to have a speed advantage. And so we're going to be looking at that on both sides of the court. Can Manic get his shot off more quickly? Can he get to the rim better? And can he stop Wilson? Who would Hubert Davis turn to if, uh, if Baycott does struggle with McCormick? <laughs> Manic. They'll just have to go small ball five and either move Puff Johnson into the lineup and as the three and Leaky Black as the four, or uh, perhaps bring in Dontrez Styles for a couple spot minutes, who usually gets in first half minutes, but nothing in the second half. So really, it, it's not replacing Baycott. It's just a lineup uh, change. You think North Carolina pulls out and, and tries to defend the three a little bit tighter tonight? I think they're going to have to, but one of the staples that they have taken on down the stretch of this season is guarding drives to the rim better. Both R.J. Davis and Caleb Love as the backcourt players have, have done a great job with that, as has Leaky Black on the wing. And so their, their three-point defense in the NCAA tournament has been phenomenal. And so I, I would imagine they don't take much more of an extra effort. Obviously, they, they have to pay attention to it, but what they've been doing has already been working, and and what they'll really need to be dialed in on is stopping Kansas's drives. Isaac, I think rightfully so, all eyes have been on Coach K this year, and, and obviously his journey, but at the end of the day, it's Roy Williams with the storybook ending. What are your thoughts on this, and I mean, is he going to come out like one of those early 2000s half-and-half half jerseys, North Carolina, Kansas? What's he going to rock tonight? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're absolutely right this is poetic justice for the carolina family i talked to so many people after the game saturday and then again yesterday who were just elated about that because you think about it coach k has taken this entire victory lap all season long and now what's supposed to be his coronation tonight turns into this roy williams celebration it's roy williams two teams going off against one another and so the victory lap that coach williams never wanted or asked for has come to fruition. It's it's the basketball gods bringing about some hilarious karma. But when you look at the game between these two programs, yes, Carolina Duke was a historic matchup for one reason, just because of the rivalry. 
But you think about this matchup. This is literally getting back to the roots of the beginning of basketball itself. From, from Coach Dean Smith, the legendary Carolina coach, who was also his alma mater, is Kansas. And there he played for Fog Allen, who played for James Naismith, the inventor of the game. And so you see all those roots. And then Coach Hubert Davis played for Coach Smith. So now the very man that is coaching North Carolina traces his roots back to that as well. And so you just love to see yet another historic battle for a completely different reason. And in, in terms of what Roy's wearing tonight, I remember in the 08 Final Four, after Carolina lost to Kansas, he wore that huge Jayhawk on a sticker on his chest. And tonight, his, his heart might have a little bit of divided loyalty, but, but when you think back to the history of who he is, North Carolina is his alma mater. North Carolina is where he came back to, and he has a deep, deep lasting affinity for Kansas. But it's the school that's sandwiched in between. And so tonight he will be all in on the Tar Heels. On Saturday, it, it, was, it was Carolina royalty sitting together. It was Roy Williams with Antoine Jameson behind him, with Tyler Hansborough behind him, and I expect to see nothing different tonight. Isaac, man, we appreciate it. Uh, what uh, what do you got uh, this morning on the uh, on the podcast? Yeah, this morning. Well, basically everything we've talked about. Recapping the Duke game, I, I talked some about uh, just some of the experience of the environment of Saturday. I, I just so happened to position myself right by the tunnel. Coach K walked right by me on his way out. Coach Davis walked right by me on his way out. I just so happened to get to see Coach K and Mickey Shishetsky riding off on a golf cart out. That is uh, Isaac Shade. Hey, Isaac, we're, we're having a little technical problem. Uh, so uh, I'm so sorry about that. So you, you were saying you, you saw Coach K leaving? Yes, just saw him leaving. And so we talked we talk some about that as well as recapping the Duke game and looking ahead to the national championship. Sounds good. And, and how do we get it? On all podcast platforms, Locked on Tar Heels, and you can also find the video version on the Locked on Tar Heels YouTube channel. Hey, we appreciate it, Isaac, as always. Thanks so much, and uh, have fun tonight. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you guys having me, as always. Talk to you soon. That's Isaac Shade from the uh, podcast Locked on Tar Heels. 745, we're 15 now in front of 8 o'clock. Stay with us. Uh, we mentioned that uh, the uh, the first spring scrimmage for Baylor football was this past Saturday, and there were a lot of recruits, potential Potential Baylor Bears that were uh, in attendance on Saturday. Garrett talks about that, and that's coming up next here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. So think about that. Those uh, really Baylor Athletics Iconics plays both happened in 2021. Both of them happened this past year. Best season in Baylor basketball history with the national championship. Best season in Baylor football history in 2021 with the Big 12 title and the Sugar Bowl win to top it off. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. 
Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com my house has a new glow i love my windows universal windows direct spring is here and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here call universal windows direct to central texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralight. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. South Carolina beat UConn 64-49 to claim the championship of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. It's the program's second national title. The college basketball season concludes tonight with the men's championship game in New Orleans. Kansas attempts to become the second straight Big 12 team to claim the national title when they tip off against North Carolina at 8-20. Baylor baseball swept the weekend series with East Tennessee State and now has their first five-game winning streak of the season. They travel to Dallas Baptist tomorrow night. MCC baseball split the Saturday doubleheader with Weatherford. They're on the road today for a nine-inning game at 2 o'clock against San Jacinto. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time continues on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.50, get away from eight. A couple of quick notes here. Uh, let's see. From our CNC Collision Center text line, Justin says he's taking Kansas. Basketball guys won't do that to Coach K. Uh, let's see. And uh, from the 903, I will take Kansas. Big question is, will there be a letdown for North Carolina? And, uh, boy, I'm, I, the letdown's not my problem now. <laughs> the, uh, the health of Baycott is. And, again, I, I guess I just misread this thing because when he came back in the game, I thought he played pretty darn well. What adrenaline do for you? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, adrenaline will do that for you. And uh, you're right. Uh, but, man, there, when he's talking about how gippy he was yesterday and 
we'll, we'll see. You know, we'll see what it looks like tonight. But but it, and when he rolled that ankle, you could uh, it was yeah, it was bad. It was bad. But somehow, I mean, you know, but he comes flashing back into the game, and I thought, well, you know, but now you know, it, it, look, if if he's not at least seventy five percent, I think they struggle. It'll be a long. That changes the whole dynamic of their team. I yeah. mean, you could ask, you know, he, and Isaac brought up, you know, going to Manic and, and making him play the five, but I, I, he could do it, but it's not the same. I think that's when you would really see McCormick and Lightfoot take the game over. Baycott's got like six million re, uh, rebounds this season. You know, we were just talking about it off air. He had, he nearly had, he nearly was in double figures in offensive rebounds the other night. He had eight offensive rebounds, 21 total rebounds. Uh, I mean, he is a. It's well, impressive. I mean, it's it's ridiculous to say, but we all know such an integral part of what they do. If he's not good to go, wow, yeah, be a big blow. Absolutely. All right, uh, we were talking about uh, spring. The, their first spring scrimmage was Saturday, and uh, we'll get into what Coach Aranda thought about that in a few in a few minutes in our in our next hour. However, uh, Garrett, as you pointed out, there were there were some potential Baylor Bears mm-hmm. making some visits. Yeah, so you had some kids out there from the 2023, 2024, and 2025 classes uh, that were on campus over the weekend. Uh, you had four commits that were in town. You had 2023 linebacker Christian Brathwaite, uh, Dripping Springs quarterback Austin Novosad, Lake Belton's JV on Wilcox, and Temple linebacker Torian York. Uh, they were all there. Uh, Torian was probably one that you saw taking pictures. I know he was getting shots with TJ Franklin. Uh, but some of the, the key guys to look out for – uh, you had Frisco Lone Star 2023 corner out there, Jalen Braxton. Uh, this kid holds 23 offers. He was the District 5, uh, 5A two-way player of the year as a junior. Uh, he told me that this was one of the best practices he's, he's ever seen uh, from a structure standpoint. Uh, he also says that he was able to learn some more about the scheme that Baylor runs. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see if, and he, if he can get back over here during the summer. Uh, you also had Maid Creek quarterback Tayshawn Wilson out there. This is one of those guys who is an elite track star as well. Uh, he would fit very well, kind of similar to what you see with Kalen Barnes. Mm. Uh, you know, he would be uh, that kind of role. Uh, some You had outside linebacker Hunter Clegg in town from Utah. Uh, this is a guy who has obviously had some of the relationships built up uh, with the staff that were out there in Provo. Uh, you had Colleen Ellison defensive lineman Brendan Brett was in town. And then in the 2024 class, they don't have any commits for 2024, uh, but you had a couple of running backs in town. One of them was Longview running back Tyler Tatum. Uh, This kid's 5'10", 195. He's a four-star that holds six offers. I think he would be a guy that could adapt, kind of like Jordan Jenkins when you look at him, that could fit into Baylor's system really well. Uh, He ran for over 700 yards last year as a sophomore, uh, and he also had uh, nine touchdowns coming out of the backfield from receiving. Another running back that was in town was McKinney's Brian Jackson. Uh, this kid's 5'11", 215 pounds. He holds 23 offers, and he was five, District 5-6A, first-team all-selection as a sophomore. I think he would be a good fit for this scheme as well. And when you look at Baylor's, how they're looking at running backs, I feel like they're trying to find that bruiser. that 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 Because you already have uh, Richard Reese come in uh, this past uh, – uh, with the 2022 class. He's going to be your speed back. Uh, so I feel like that right now you're looking for that that pounder, that guy that could replace Abram Smith. Uh, and one other uh, a kid that was in town was Jasper linebacker Ty Anthony Smith. He picked up an offer on the visit. Uh, he's the Baylor's the second program to offer him behind Texas Tech. And he had an interesting quote. 
He said, it's a blessing to show my family that there's a lot more to this world than little old Jasper. <laughs> so I love that. I thought that was good. And he said he will be back in Waco for the spring game. Uh, one 2025 kid to keep an eye on that was on campus is uh, Duncanville wide receiver DeCorian Moore. This kid is a phenom. Um, he is better than a lot of the 2023 kids that you'll see out there at the receiver position. While he only had limited reps, and I mean, we just know why. It was Duncanville. Uh, he had 15 receptions for 366 yards and five touchdowns last year. Uh, he said that the, sta the staff relayed a message to him that no matter the situation, your energy can lead you to success. And he said that really registered home with him. So that's some of the guys that were on campus over good, the weekend. Good stuff. All right, uh, 7.55. We're five away from eight. Uh, coming up at the top of the hour, we'll talk some more Baylor athletics with Jerry Hill from the Baylor Bear Insider. We'll do that in a few minutes. But right now, let's talk a little bit about Pioneer Steel and Pipe with a uh, brand-new location coming soon on Loop 340 that would be right next to Busby Feed. You could check out the uh, the progress of the construction. Every time you drive by, just uh, sneak a peek and go, yep, they're getting close. Uh, they've, uh, they've been serving Central Texas since 1943. The Emory family has just, uh, you know, it's it's a family-owned and operated business. And, and now Braden's at the helm, uh, fourth generation. And again, that is a rarity in today's business environment. But you know what? If, if you provide the, the impeccable service that they provide, then you're going to be a success, and that's exactly what's happened at uh, Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They offer the best in custom metal buildings. They've got um, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers, angle iron, structural pipe. They also uh, they also carry all sizes of pipe from one half inch up to twenty four inches. In fact, they are your one stop shop for all your steel and pipe needs. If you're building a metal building or maybe even a barn dominium, need a little direction, well, just talk to uh, John or Braden or any of the, the fine folks at uh, Pioneer Steel and Pipe, and they're going to help you and guide you to uh, select the right and the best contractor for your particular project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has, uh, as we said, a couple of locations and one coming soon. They're still right here in Waco, and they also have a location down in Bryan. At Waco, they're at 913 South Loop Drive at Orchard Lane. They're open Monday through Friday from 730 until 5, and uh, again on Saturdays from 8 until noon. And you can check them out 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. I'm on East Check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday, Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor Athletics, including a baseball sweep at Baylor Ballpark. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. 
The 2021 Dodge brand, ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator, named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling, number one in the nation, stayed undefeated on the year with a dominating win over Hawaii Pacific Saturday in the Farrell Center. It was the final home meet of the year for Felicia Mulkey and Baylor A&T. They'll next play at Oregon coming up on April 10th. Then it's on to the NCATA National Championships. Also from the weekend, Baylor Track and Field hosting the Baylor Invitational. They had 20 collegiate victories in the meet Friday and Saturday. Baylor men's tennis with a 6-0 sweep of Texas on Friday. Then at home on Sunday, dropped a tight 4-3 decision to TCU. The Frogs number three in the nation, Baylor number four in the nation. Baylor softball dropped three games over the weekend to sixth-ranked Oklahoma State. They're back in action tomorrow night at home against Lamar. And Baylor baseball swept East Tennessee State over the weekend, three games in three days under ideal weather conditions. Here's Bears head baseball coach Steve Rodriguez. I'll tell you what, uh, East Tennessee State is a really good ball club. They had some guys rolling out pitchers 95, 96 miles an hour with really good uh, breaking ball stuff and very athletic. And the, the meat of their order is, is a really talented bunch. And I'll tell you what, like, you know, when they came in after watching like some of their numbers and watching some of the video, you know, you kind of look at it and you're like, we better make sure we play well. And luckily we did. Our guys did a really good job. Um, you know, toward the end of the game, we just we, we kept taking really good swings and just couldn't get guys on base. And then, you know, Antonio Valdez, you know, does a great job of smashing the ball over the right fielder's head to be able to score an extra run, which came up huge in the end of the game. But, you know, the biggest thing for me is uh, we played another really good team who's going to have a really good year, and we did a really good job. Coach Rod and the Bears now 16-11 and 11 on the season following the weekend sweep of East Tennessee State. Next up, on the road tomorrow night in Dallas to take on Dallas Baptist. And congratulations to Baylor women's basketball's Nalissa Smith, named yesterday a repeat winner of the Katrina McLean Award, which goes to the top power forward in all of college women's basketball. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Baylor Baseball. All season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Tuesday on the road taking on Dallas Baptist. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor DBU Baseball Tuesday. Coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Celebrate.
All right, a couple of minutes after 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward-Gare, we're glad you're with us. And we are joined now by Jerry Hill from the Baylor Bear Insider and the Director of Sports Journalism. Jerry, we were talking about it earlier, but uh, for North Carolina being the eighth best team in the East, that's not too bad to get to the finals. Yeah, I mean, I think as a you know as a Baylor person, as a Baylor fan, you're like, you, do you feel better that they got there or do you feel really mad at the NCAA for making that bracket? So, yeah, I mean, obviously they got on a roll in, in the tournament and they were playing really well at the end of the season. So I don't know that it's like a huge or complete surprise that they're there, but uh, I don't know that anybody would have picked that, you know, before the uh, tournament started. When you look at what Baylor was able to do all season long and then see a team like North Carolina make it to the championship game, is that more encouraging or more disappointing for the Bears? I mean, I think it's disappointing in a sense. I, you know, I give I give North Carolina props, though. I mean, I, I think Baylor's situation was, you know, with that short bench, and North Carolina isn't a very big bench either, but – I think Baylor, with, with what they had there at the end of the year, I think, uh, you know, them winning a share of the conference championship and, and you know, getting back to the NCAA tournament. And, and they took North Carolina to overtime. North Carolina is now in the championship game. So, to me, um, you know, if, if you get enough of the pieces back and, and, you you know, have some guys coming in, I think you can make another run at it next year. But, you know, certainly sitting here, you know, on, on Monday, um, you know, I know you'd like to be in that championship game, but uh, I, I do think you kind of give North Carolina their props and, uh, you know, look at the season as a whole as, as a really good year. So you riding with the Big 12 tonight, or are you going to ride with the team that knocked Baylor out? Oh, I think you got to ride with the Big 12. Um, you know, I think I think in most situations you, you would definitely do that, um, I, and I do. I, I I think uh, I think Kansas uh, I think Kansas is the best team right now, um, and North Carolina seems like they won their national championship uh, two days ago. So I'm not sure what they've got left in the tank. It'll be interesting to see because um, Kansas obviously had a lot easier time with Villanova and, and really didn't you know have a big celebration or anything at the end of their game. Uh, North Carolina did. Now, granted, it was it was beating Duke, their arch rival, and you know beating Coach K, sending him out. Um, but there was a lot of emotion in that game. So I just I kind of wonder what North Carolina's got left for this one. And the health of Baycott uh, after rolling that ankle. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, But did you see how many rebounds he had in that game? Just 21. 21 rebounds. Unbelievable. Yep. Uh, Jerry, let, let's talk some, some Baylor softball. Uh, obviously disappointing again this weekend for Glenn Moore at home as uh, their club loses to Oklahoma State uh, and drop three uh, in that series. Uh, but when you look at who they played right out of the box, uh, those are going to be two of the two of the better teams in the conference in Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Oh, they're the two best teams. I mean, Texas is pretty good too, but I, I think those two are your best teams. And, and you know, you were at least in two or three of those games. I mean, you led 2 nothing going into the fourth inning of this last game. Um, the Saturday game was 2 nothing. Uh, you didn't get run ruled all weekend, so I think that's a positive. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think, you, I think you look at it like you've got those teams behind you, um, you know, and now with, I believe, four series left, I think you got a chance to win all those series. Uh, and, and they may have to, you know, just to get in the NCAA tournament because right now 
you know, at 0-6 in conference, you've got some work to do. Baylor track and field, good showing at the Baylor Relays. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, Ward, uh, 21 event wins. And it, it was kind of cool that it was across the board, you know, because I think, uh, you know, a lot of times you think of Baylor as just, you know, quarter mile or you, and, and they dominate in those type events. Um, but they won across the board. They won seven field events, uh, you know, the javelin thrower, and I'm not even going to try to attempt that name, but uh, he's a <laughs> freshman, uh, has the number one mark in the nation right now and set the stadium record. Uh, but, yeah, and then, you know, sprints, distance, they won a little bit of everything. So I, I think that's a good sign for the future, and a lot of those were, you know, younger, um, you know, runners or athletes. So I, I think, uh, you know, Coach Ford, I think he's building something that's, you know, trying to make it across the board rather than just dominating in one one event. Jerry, I, Melissa Smith racked up honors all year long. Were you surprised at all to see her uh, go back-to-back with the Katrina McLean Award? No, I think you had to give it to her. Um, you know, I mean, she had a phenomenal year, and, you know, and obviously there's a lot of great power forwards out there, but I, I do think she was the best um, and, and had a better year than last year. So, you know, didn't get as far in the NCAA tournament, but, uh, you know, certainly her overall body of work deserved that uh, that award as the power forward of the, of the year. We're taking you all over the road map. We're going to go back to baseball. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Steve Rodriguez's club. They go out of conference. They sweep East Tennessee. But they also had some things that they were trying to to figure out and, and kind of get settled. Uh, what is your big takeaway besides those three wins? Um, they kept the bats going. Uh, you know, they didn't – I don't think they had – they didn't have double digit hits yesterday, but uh, – you know, still continued to score a lot of runs. And, uh, you know, so that part was really good. You know, you just got some guys going. Uh, Nevin, Kyle Nevin was a guy that had not been hitting real well, but he kind of got it going this weekend. So, uh, again, you know, they've got a lot of guys that are kind of hot right now. So I think that was a big deal. Um, you know, you did throw a bunch of guys out there in the bullpen and, and got some good innings. Uh, Mason Marriott uh, finished a couple of games. Um and got the win in the Saturday game and got the save uh, yesterday. Did give up the home run in the ninth, but, you know, I think he pitched a lot better. He didn't give up a lot of walks, that kind of thing, because that's what's gotten him, uh, you know, in the ones before. But he's sitting here with five saves, so maybe he's the guy again. Uh, maybe he gets some confidence from this weekend, because that was big. You know, they need somebody in that role that they can count on, and hopefully that's the guy. And then they had some other guys, you know, they trotted some other guys out there. I didn't think the bullpen was great. Um, you know, obviously Friday's game winning at 15-1, uh, and they got to see a bunch of guys that, that night. But, uh, you know, Saturday gave up a bunch of runs late. So, you know, the bullpen still needs some work. But I think Marriott coming through, hopefully, again, you know, he gets enough confidence um, that he can fill that role again. Challenging week this week. You, you're going to step out of conference and play a very talented Dallas Baptist team. Then, then you go on the road to play West Virginia, who's off to a good starting conference play. Yeah, that was surprising. They won two of three from TCU. Won the game yesterday to win the series. Um, so West Virginia may be better than some people thought. I believe they're 16 and 10 overall, something like that. So, uh, but two and one in conference. That was their first series. So. That's a that's a big series for Baylor, uh, you know, and it's hard to win a series up there. Um, but I think I think they're capable of it. That, you know, I guess another thing 
out of this weekend, guys, was, uh, you know, Will Rigney just continues to get better. He did give up a couple of runs early, uh, uh, you know, one in the second – or no, one in the first and, and one in the fifth. Um, but, you know, got through six innings. I think that's big. He threw 85 pitches, so they're stretching him out a little bit. And he can be that guy. He talked about it like, you know, if you need to avoid the sweep, if you need to get the sweep, uh, you know, whatever you need, uh, you know, or to avoid being swept. Um, he's that guy on Sunday that I think can get it done. So, uh, again, I think they got, uh, you know, what they needed out of this weekend. But, yeah, that'll be a big test at Morgantown. Jerry, on Friday, I was kind of caught off guard with Brian Nance announcing that he was going to leave Baylor and head to Texas Tech. Um, did Was that something that was kind of – y'all had rumblings coming? And how does Aranda address this? Is this one of those things where you keep it internal and you assign his duties to someone that's already there, or do you bring somebody from the outside in? My guess at this point is you probably hire from within. Um, you know, what he's done in the past, I mean, you've seen it. Um, he – he gets guys with LSU connections. Uh, you know, that's, that was the case with Ronnie Wheat, the safeties co- uh, coach and, and special teams coordinator. Um, so maybe you look at, you know, some of those connections. But I think you look in internal and, and maybe figure out a guy in, in that group that, that can be that for, uh, you know, to fill Brian's spot. I, you know, it, I thought it was weird that it was at this point, you know, because usually – you know, there's been a lot of time this past, so I, I would have thought if, if Joey was going to hire him that it would have already happened. But, uh, you know, it happened uh, here in, you know, April. Um, but, you know, you move on, and, and I there's a lot of talented guys, uh, you know, in that staff room. So I think he yeah, – I don't think he'll have any problems promoting somebody. Um, you know, I don't – I'm not – I couldn't tell you who it is, but – uh, I think he'll find somebody in that uh, I- internally uh, on the staff. Jerry, uh, Dave Aranda liked the way his football team went about their business in the first spring scrimmage at the at the stadium on Saturday. Yeah, and I think that was big. He talked about it. You know, they, they had some problems last year, um, you know, as he said, coming across the bridge, you know, that they would um, play really well or practice well in, in, on the practice fields at the Allison uh, and then they would get over there, and I don't whether it was nerves or whatever it was, they wouldn't take it across the bridge. So I, I think that was big for him to see that, and, and I think some of that is you've got, you know, veteran offensive and defensive lines that kind of lead the way, and I think that, you know, that was a big factor uh, on Saturday. And, and, you know, and then you've got, you know, obviously uh, two proven quarterbacks, and, and you've got a defense with a lot of pieces back. So I, I think it helps having that kind of experience. Uh, and, you know, yeah, I do think it bodes well that, uh, that they did well on Saturday. Hey, what do you got, uh, what do you got coming up in the insider? Well, glad to get through basketball and, and, uh, you know, focus more now on football with, uh, three weeks left. Uh, you know, I, I think this, this last three weeks is going to be interesting to see, because I think there's still a lot of spots that are open. Um, so I think that's one of the things we'll be looking at is, is, you know, where are those shaking out? Jerry, as always, it is a pleasure, man. We appreciate your time today. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Gentlemen, I appreciate the 30 minutes extra sleep. Y'all have a great day. <laughs> oh, boy. I respect it. I respect it. Ward Riders, I, I don't they, – they sleep till lunch. Good for them. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, these, these riders, Bryce, Jerry, the same way. Well, you're, you're waking me up at the crack of 10 a.m. I mean, what's going on? Ah. <sighs>
It's eight fourteen. That is Cherry Hill. They also You're, stay up late writing. They've got a deadline at ten p.m. nowadays. Oh, good gracious, <laughs> Jerry Hill, which is from, miserable when you're trying to get a football <laughs> recap up. Oh boy. Jerry's the uh, director of sports journalism and uh, and runs the Baylor Bear Insider. Good stuff. All right, eight fifteen. <laughs> We're fifteen after eight, and, and we will hear from Coach Aranda coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll um, get to uh, some of the things that uh, that he covered with us after the uh, the, uh, the the first spring inter squad, and we'll we'll do that coming up in a few minutes. Uh, right now, I want to remind you that you could sell your home in five days or less, and you could do it with the brokerage house. The brokerage house guarantees that they'll sell your house in five days, or they're going to buy it from you for a price that you agree upon before you list your home. The brokerage house is your connection to buyers from all over the uh, the Central Texas area, plus nationally and internationally as folks move into Waco and McClendon County. And uh, it, look, if you're going to sell your home, you need to contact Aaron Ryan at the brokerage house. He has a, a proven program that uh, will market your home and generate offers above market value with multiple offers on your home. That sounds intriguing. You want to know more? 5daystosow.com. It's 5daystosow.com. Or you can call Aaron at the brokerage house, 817-812-2978. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Clouds will stick around ahead of our next storm system moving in tonight. That'll bring the chance for some severe weather. Our biggest threats with these storms will be damaging wind gusts and hail. While the tornado threat is low, it cannot be ruled out. Storms will move out by early tomorrow morning, in which our Tuesday will be much drier and warmer with a high of 91. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Interesting hire, had a tremendous run, as you said. Very impressive. But that's funny, uh, Aaron, did you say it went back to like 2012 through 2015? I find it interesting that these schools sometimes when they're kind of like, huh, who are we going to hire? They're like, well, Steve Prom was pretty good here. <laughs> you know, like seven, eight years ago. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m on ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small, they do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralight. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows. 
Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Eight twenty-one. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And again, uh, uh, Saturday the uh, Baylor football team held a uh, held their first uh, inter squad scrimmage over at McLean Stadium. And then after the scrimmage, uh, the uh, the media spoke with uh, Coach Aranda, and Coach Aranda talked about. And you just heard Jerry Hill talk about it. If you were with us a few minutes ago, uh, Coach Aranda was really pleased with how they went about their business particularly taking what they have done over in the indoor facility and uh, and the practice facility and taking it to, to uh, McLean Stadium. Just crossing the bridge and um, with our young people, with our freshmen and our sophomores and everything, and uh, not being phased. And, you know, I, I go back to last year and we were practicing the indoor and practice in, uh, on our little, uh, grass fields there uh, by Simpson. And, you know, do good things, and then we take it over here, you know, get the show on the road to McLean, and it just would not be the same. And it was, you know, um, bright lights, big city, and all that, and uh, there was none of that today. And so they they full-on attacked it. There's no pause or hesitation. So it's just way cool to see that. We'll talk a little bit about that. I mean, it's April. Why, why is that such a big deal that they were able to practice well uh, at McLean Stadium? Well, because athletes are creatures of habit more than anything else, and you want them to be in good habits and not be wild when they walk into a big stadium and walk into their own stadium and have any distractions whatsoever. It doesn't matter if you're practicing inside the stadium, you're practicing in a sand lot, you're practicing in a parking lot. 
it ought to be the same practice wherever you're at, and that's why he gets excited about that. And obviously they were able to go about their business moving from the Simpson indoor over to what, you know, when they're on the practice field, the grass practice fields over to the stadium and keep that same intensity level and keep that, Absolutely. Same, that energy level and, and, and caliber of competition. And one of the things that he has stressed this year, it's, he, you know, it's not offense against defense. It's not me against you trying to win the job. It's me and you working together to get better. And then the best guy gets to gets the first snaps. And, and I, you know, it, it it, I know it sounds clichéic, but it, I mean it. It's almost that kind of that that family feel is what they're really striving to try to get get done mm-hmm. uh, in in this in these spring drills. Well, I you know to me, I, I completely understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to make everybody feel like they're on an even playing field. But again, this is the best time that there is possibly to have the competition that you're looking for and see who's going to compete and see who has that drive and. And when you have iron sharpening iron, you don't do anything but get your team better. And so having the opportunity to say, you know, look, we're, we're all out here together and we're all pulling the same rope. You have to do that throughout the season. I mean, you all have to be pulling the same way. If, if you're not, then it's not going to work. But that internal competition, again, is the best thing you can have on, on any team level because it gets you better each and every day, not just on Saturdays. Well, the guy taking snaps with, with the ones is going to help the guy taking snap with the twos get better and vice versa if if you do it the way that they're striving to get it done. And, you know, in a perfect world, that would be great. But, again, there is competition. People, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I want to play. Mm-hmm. And, and you see that. And, one of the things that he was asked about again today, uh, again Saturday, was the competition at quarterback, and he said that Blake Shapen, the last couple of days, has had his two best practices, and he talked about that that competition. That really hasn't changed yet. I think ideally, um, you'd like to have that knowing. You'd like to kind of know where your team is going into summer, you know. Um, but if it isn't that, then that's something that you have to deal with. You know, we were we had to deal with that last year, uh, but I think. You know, we know a little bit more about the guys this time around. And so I'm hopeful with the amount of competition that we're going to put in front of them that uh, we'll have an idea of what's what. You guys, we were talking about it just a minute ago. Uh, Look, I mean, he's been asked a couple of times now about the competition at quarterback, and he's, he's reiterated that he would like to have that settled going into summer and know what the team looks like going into fall camp. Doesn't mean that it can't change, but that's what he would like to have done going into fall camp. And, and you both looked and immediately went, "Hope no one, hope no one transfers." That that's something you really got to consider now. I mean, look, Blake Shapen can be a quarterback any almost anywhere in the nation, right? Like he's that good where he could step on and make an immediate impact. But at the same time, you want to hold that. You you want that guy to be there in case a situation unfolds like he did last year where Gary goes down and you have a guy you can rely on to step in. But in reality, we're in a situation now, and Baylor went through this you know, last year as well with Jacob Zeno, where if you don't win the job, you're going to probably bolt. Um, it's not the most 
ideal now, situation. Hang on a second. You said you're going to probably make that decision? Well, look, Gary Bohannon, and the reason I say probably is because Gary Bohannon, going back to when Charlie Brewer was going through everything, had plenty of opportunities to hit the transfer portal. He never did. I, I thought that he would transfer out of here. He stuck with it, and he fought and fought and earned his right to be the, the starting quarterback. So not everybody is going to do that. I don't want to lump everybody in and assume it. I, there's a good possibility that somebody's going to hit the transfer portal, though, if you make the decision right now. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, oh, it, I do. You you think you think this you think that's who where does, we are in college athletics right now. I so, mean, kid, so you, it, you, that's the mindset of these kids. You think the guy that if if, it's, if they're told boldfacedly, hey, you're one and you're two, going into next year, and it's set, you know, it's set. Yeah, I I do think one of them, the number two is going to go. Okay, fine, I'll go find a number one spot. I mean, look. If, West That's where we are in college athletics. And West Virginia is a prime example, right? Like, Absolutely. They, we don't know who the hell is going to be their quarterback. Uh, and they're interviewing, or I guess interviewing, I guess you could say now is essentially what it is, JT Daniels to come there. But who's to say that that's not an option? You know, you're staying in conference. You're familiar with the defenses. Uh, there's a lot of process to it, but it's definitely a calculated risk when you nail down your starter right now. Well, it, it, the flip side of that, it, it, and again, look – only they know. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, but the flip side of that is in today's college football, even at that, even at that position, you need two. I you mean, and, and they proved it last year. You know, where would Baylor have been if Gary goes down and Chapin's not right there? Not in the they would Sugar not have Bowl. been in. Well, no, they wouldn't even have been in the conference championship game, nope. much less the Sugar Bowl. So it takes two, and I think that's the sell to the guys is, hey, look. You're going to whoever doesn't win it, you're going to get your opportunity. Uh, yeah, that's the sale, but it doesn't sell anymore. Well, we're we're going to find out yeah. because it sounds like that 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 Coach Randy would like to have that at least that aspect of the depth chart set going into summer. Now, again, he he said he'd like to. He didn't say he was going to, uh, and and you know. That's a different. That's a different deal. You can say, well, he he said all spring that he would. You know, again, he said he would like to. He didn't say he was going to. I mean, it wasn't. No matter what, we're going to have our guy picked. Mm-hmm. He said he would like one guy to separate and win the job. I mean, it's, it's basically the way I read it. Uh, I, I read it. No, you, you're one hundred percent on with that. I just feel like when it comes down to decisions like this, we're going to see more and more coaches wait until the fall and and kind of hold it close to the vest. That way, you have less time to be caught off guard if somebody does transfer. But can't guys in the transfer in in the fall? Yeah, they can, but what I'm saying is you you put them in a situation. It kind of gives the coach It's a whole lot power. easier to find a team you can start for exactly. in, in the summer than than waiting in the fall because you're not going to you're not going to transfer out of here in the fall once you get to two days. It's not going to you're not transferring out. But if you know in the spring when you get through a spring practice that there's you know, he's one and I'm two and I'm not going to get a shot at this thing, they're gone. That's just the way we are in college football now. 829, this is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time, 
from CBSSports.com. Jayhan Jayaraja. You know, obviously they did lose their head coach, Lincoln Riley, uh, but it's more than anything else. I mean, they've got lost at so many key positions. They've lost their quarterback, their leading rusher, their leading tacklers. They're replacing a bunch of key guys at a lot of different positions. And then on top of that, they're going to be running a different defensive system, and they don't quite have the personnel to run it at this point. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams and Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. Coaches Smoke at 330 Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coaches Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hours 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big screen TVs. And don't forget about Coaches Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coaches Smoke at 330 Austin Avenue in downtown Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. South Carolina beat UConn 64-49 to claim the championship at the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. It's the program's second national title. The college basketball season concludes tonight with the men's championship game in New Orleans. Kansas attempts to become the second straight Big 12 team to claim the national title when they tip off against North Carolina at 8:20. Baylor baseball swept the weekend series with East Tennessee State and now has their first five-game winning streak of the season. They travel to Dallas Baptist tomorrow night. The softball Bears lost all three to Oklahoma State. They try to stop a seven-game losing streak against Lamar on Wednesday. MCC Baseball split the Saturday doubleheader with Weatherford. They're on the road today for a nine-inning game at 2 o'clock against San Jacinto. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 
Game Time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service, Pro Star Rental, Good Feet, and Versalift Southwest. Day 34, welcome back into Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Garrett Ward, we're glad you're with us as we roll through a Monday morning. It is Championship Monday, Kansas and North Carolina coming up tonight. Tip just after 8 o'clock here, and it uh, should be a lot of fun to uh, to check out tonight. Uh, we are joined now by Michael Swain from Kansas 247 Sports and Fognet.com. Michael, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Excited for uh, what should be a really interesting night of basketball. Hey, did you know that Kansas played Saturday? I, I know that everybody knew that Duke and North Carolina played, but did you know that KU had a game too? I did, I did. Maybe not <laughs> people outside of New Orleans. I don't know if people across the country knew about it, but yeah, Kansas did. And that was honestly a reverse of the, the 2018 Villanova game. And I think Bill Self alluded to it game, and so did Ochai Baji saying that kind of when all the threes were going in in the first half, the players took a second and were like, oh my gosh, this is actually happening. Like the reverse of what happened where within, you know, about six, seven minutes, you kind of knew, okay. Kansas is going to play for a national championship. Now it got close in the second half, I think as, as close as six points, but um, Christian Brown did what Christian Brown has done this season, which is make big shots in the second half. And sure enough, KU is able to play on Monday night for the first time since 2012. How imperative is it for Kansas to hit the floor running and, and really put the pressure on North Carolina early in this ball game? I think it's huge. I think this season KU has played tight at times. And I think for this team, playing with the lead is so imperative for them to play free and really play the style of basketball that Bill Self wants. I think you've seen this march that key has been really good at getting off to, to good starts outside of the Miami game. Every other game, Key's gotten off to a good start, and I think it's allowed them to have so much success because I, I think when this team gets down sometimes and when the stakes are really high, they get tight. And I think you saw it the last week of the Big 12 regular season. I think you saw it against Miami in the first half when going to the Final Four was on the line. And I think that tonight, if they get down early, I'll be really interested to see how they respond because they're the favorites, right? I think it's like four and a half points is what Vegas says. So I'm really interested to see kind of how they start the game because I think that's going to be crucial um, for them to win just because the way that they played this season and the way that Carolina plays as well. Michael, David McCormick is coming off of arguably his best game of the year and, and maybe one of the best ones of his career how do you can he can he do that again tonight? And how important is it going to be for him and not just him, but Lightfoot to step up and have big games with Baycott in the middle? I think it's huge, and honestly, I think for Baycott, I'm really fascinated to see what he looks like because I see twisted his ankle and walking around, you know, Superdome on Saturday, he was limping pretty bad, and we'll have to see. Obviously, you know, he gets treatment in the 36, 48 hours, kind of in between games, but those ankles can be tough to come back from in such a quick kind of span. Now, granted, they go on a flight, um, and it's all really easy to take care of in terms of just the treatment stuff. But I think for McCormick, it's huge. And I, I think that from the outside, I don't think fans will understand this for Kansas fans, but if David McCormick has a good game tonight, he'll win most outstanding player. And that means his jersey will be retired at Kansas. And if you told Kansas fans that in February – or at the start of the season, or even last week, they will laugh at you. And I think it speaks to McCormick's work ethic. Um, that's something I'll probably write about post game tonight. Is 
he showed up to free or he showed up to practice basically three hours early all season just to be able to practice because of the foot. And I think this is a guy that has put in all the work and he's starting to see some of those rewards. And I think it's really cool for him. It's cool for Mitch Lightfoot to be able to be back here uh, on this stage for a Final Four, a kid that grew up a Kansas fan, dreaming of playing for Kansas, uses all the extra years of eligibility he can to keep playing. Um, so I think for those two guys, they've got a huge matchup inside. If he wins tonight, it'll be because those two guys played well. Okay, so you talk about the, the inside game. Is So in in the whole big scheme of things, what is what is the key matchup for Kansas to be successful tonight? Yeah, I, I do think it's the guards. I look at R.J. Davis and Caleb Love and what they can do in terms of the explosive scoring that they have. Uh, I think, you know, you can let Baycott go and get, you know, 20 and 10 or 20 and 12. Like, that's fine. But you can't let Caleb Love and R.J. Davis combine for 45, 50 points. Like, that just can't happen. Um, you really do need to slow those two guards down. And I think KU has the the wings and the guards to be able to do it, but those players have been so hot in March with what they've been able to do and, and kind of almost carrying Carolina, right? Brady Manick's been great. Baycott's been great. But the guards have, in big moments, made big shots. And so I think for KU, it's about slowing those guards down because if you're able to do that, you really can throw things off with. You know, when Carolina's playing in rhythm, they're hard to stop. And I think if you can throw the rhythm off, I think that's what makes them uh, easier to play against because they put so much pressure on you off on the offensive end that if you throw things off just a little bit, it makes things a split second off, then all of a sudden you're able to take advantage of that. So I look at the guards for tonight being a huge matchup, um, obviously with Manic and uh, Baycott still being kind of huge pieces for them. Who has the best bench in this matchup, and who's the most important player coming off the bench for the Jayhawks? Well, I think that KU has – the deeper team. Um, I think it's very interesting that KU has several players that Bill Self used in March and Jalen Coleman lands and Joseph Yesfu, and neither of them played against uh, Villanova on Saturday. So I think KU has a deeper bench if they need to go to it. I think you'll see both coaches use the very tight kind of seven man rotations that they have. And so I look for KU. Obviously, Remy Martin is is the key guy. He wasn't great against uh, Villanova on Saturday, but they didn't need him to be great. And for most of March, he has been KU's best player. So I think you're looking at him coming off the bench, providing a spark. Um, I think that's going to be huge, especially against Carolina's guards and the way that this game pace-wise could play out. Martin's so good in transition that if both teams are kind of running up and down, I think that's when Martin could be able to thrive. So I think he's going to be crucial for KU. With all of the talent that has come through Kansas throughout the years, where does this season for Ocha Abaji stack up against the the field historically? Well, under Bill Self, if they win tonight, it'll be the best. Um, that's something that Bill Self talked about this week, kind of in a brief little talk with the media off the podium, um, basically saying that Ochai has been the Big 12 Player of the Year, first team All-Big 12, um, Big 12 Tournament most outstanding player, first-team All-American, um, and now if he goes on to win, a national champion. And at that point, he's accomplished basically everything you can outside of winning National Player of the Year. And for a player under Bill Self, no one has done that, right? There have been a, incredible players. Mario Chalmers was the most outstanding player at the Final Four, but he wasn't a first-team All-American. You, you know, you look at Frank Mason, Devontae Graham, you know, Frank Mason was the National Player of the Year, consensus first-team All-American, didn't win the title. Same thing with Devontae Graham. So for OJ tonight, if they win, 
he puts it all together. He has the best individual season of any Kansas player under Bill Self and probably the best individual season of anyone since Danny Manning. So I think what Ochai's done this season has been incredible. Um, I think the slump in March has maybe overshadowed what he was like for the first three quarters of the season because obviously March is kind of the money time for this stuff. And I think that what he did on Saturday against Villanova was kind of announcing himself. Of, hey, you know, I didn't get a single vote for AP National Player of the Year. Like, I, I probably deserved a couple votes. So I think that for his individual season, it really does rank up there in terms of just the greatest at Kansas period, which is saying a lot. Ironically, Michael, uh, KU produced 81 points in their win over Villanova and, and Carolina produced 81 points in their win over Duke. Is that where this game is going to be played, upper 70s, low 80s? I think so. I think the pace of play is going to be pretty fast. KU wants to run. Carolina is going to want to run too. Um, I think in terms of the product, I think it'll be very exciting for the casual fan to watch. This is not going to be a slow grinded out game like we saw in the Big 12 so much this season. I think it's going to be a, a fast-paced game. And the interesting thing for me is KU played very few possessions against Villanova, and they were so, so efficient. Um, I think their points per possession are almost like 1.4, 1.5, somewhere in there, which is just incredible when you consider that you know one point per possession is considered you know a, a good offense. So I think for both these teams, it's going to be who is the more efficient team offensively and who can get the stops when they need to. And I think KU has shown in March that when they need to get stops, they've been able to do that. Who's going to be assigned the duty of uh, containing Brady Manick tonight? That'll probably be Jalen Wilson. Um, I think you look at the lineups and I think Wilson plays the four for KU. Um, obviously Manick plays the four for Carolina and KU has plenty of experience playing against Manic. Now, granted, he is a different beast now with the way that Carolina plays compared to what he was like at Oklahoma. And I think for Wilson, the key is going to be, you know, can you stay locked in? Because I think if you're looking at the starting five for KU, I think Wilson's probably the weakest link defensively. But even then, he's kind of a, a okay defender. So teams have gone after him in March, and I'll be really interested to see kind of how he does against Manic because I think that's probably who he's going to end up guarding for most of the game. Could you ask for a better season if you're Roy Williams? <laughs> no, definitely not. I think Roy has to be happy that he stepped away at the right time because I don't think Carolina makes it this far if he's still the head coach. I think he talked about it at his retirement that getting the motivational side correct over the course of a season was not one of his strengths over the last few years. And so I think it's going to be fun. I'm interested to see what he wears tonight. You know, is he going to wear the, the black turtleneck with the Jayhawk? Is he going to you know, have one of those fun split jerseys you see parents wear, you know, I, I my guess is he's going to sit in the Carolina section. He's going to wear Carolina blue. Um, but I think, you know, I'll plug their story too. the Kansas City Star talked to him and he said, he's not rooting for KU to play poorly. He's uh, rooting for Carolina to play well. So I think that shows you where his mind is coming <laughs> into the game. That's politically correct, isn't it? Hey, uh, Michael, what do you got? Uh, what do you got right now on two, four, seven sports? Yeah, a bunch of preview content. I wrote a little bit of kind of what we talked about where Brady Manick, the matchup there, um, talked about Ochai and, and the season that he's had, and then we'll probably run the David McCormick story uh, post-game tonight. Sounds good. Hey, appreciate it, and, uh, and, and enjoy the game tonight. Thanks, definitely. Always enjoy talking with you guys. Talk to you soon. Michael Swain from Kansas 247. Sports Fog Net. 
KUPregame.com, and you can get all the uh, the KU pregame stuff right there from uh, Michael Swain. All right, uh, it is 845, 15, or 846, rather, 14 away from 9 o'clock. We've got uh, cloudy skies and, and rain in the forecast coming up a little later on, but want to talk a minute about Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. They're uh, over at 1810 Herring, a, serving the best burger in Waco. I got a phone call last night going, uh, hey, is is Double R open on Sunday nights? I said not not Sunday nights, but uh, they're open a lot, and, and they're open uh, they're open today for you lunch or or, or an early dinner. Uh, the best burger in Waco, and, and and you know cooked on that flat top grill, and they don't cook that burger until you place that order, and then they cook it the way you want it. Whether it's uh, you you know what you may want just the bread and the meat, and if that's what you want, you want it as as they call it in the biz dry. You can have it that way. But if you want lettuce, tomatoes, onions, pickles, jalapeno, if you want it all, you can have it that way as well or somewhere in between. They can do it for you. And the reason they can do it for you is because it's not sitting under some heating lamp. I mean, it's it's cooked when you place the order. Of course, they got all the all the good stuff to go with it, the fries, the rings, the tots, and curly fries and all that good stuff, uh, iced tea, soft drinks, water, whatever you need to uh, to. Uh, to go with it, they've got it there for you. And, of course, sometimes you say, you know what, I'm just not in the mood for a burger. Well, they've got chicken fried steak sandwiches, grilled chicken sandwiches, and, of course, Philly cheesesteak sandwiches. They also cater events. you got a graduation or a wedding coming up, and you're saying, well, you know what, I need a caterer. How about double off? Yeah, you can have burgers catered, but if you don't want a burger, they do other things as well. They can do whatever you want for that menu item. Uh, they can certainly do that for you in their catering program. Here's the phone number for Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. It's 254-753-1603. That's 254-753-1603. Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Glenn Moore and Baylor Bear Softball on 101.3 FM. Baylor Softball back in action Tuesday at Gatterman Stadium hosting the Lamar Cardinals. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30, first pitch Tuesday on 101.3 FM. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. Beginning Wednesday, January 19th, Helmet Aerospace in Waco will be holding a weekly on-site hiring event. Every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., Helmet Aerospace will conduct on-the-spot interviews and making offers to qualified candidates that day. Bring a current resume and be ready to interview. Entry-level production to experienced roles as well as professional positions are available. Great pay and benefits starting day one. Can't make it? Apply online anytime at howmet.com slash wacocareers or wacohr at howmet.com. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include any one meat plate with two sides for only $8.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. Circle up, team. We've got status. Evelyn's marketing consultancy client roster is skyrocketing. Okay, so this week is a biggie. We've got the pitch and three client meetings. She needs another analyst before her team's free time plummets. Who's running the competitive analysis on fruit snacks? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. 
I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. South Carolina beat UConn 64-49 to claim the championship of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. It's the program's second national title. The college basketball season concludes tonight with the men's championship game in New Orleans. Kansas attempts to become the second straight Big 12 team to claim the national title when they tip off against North Carolina at 8:20. Baylor baseball swept the weekend series with East Tennessee State and now has their first five-game winning streak of the season. They travel to Dallas Baptist tomorrow night. The softball Bears lost all three to Oklahoma State. They try to stop a seven-game losing streak against Lamar on Wednesday. MCC Baseball split the Saturday doubleheader with Weatherford. They're on the road today for a nine-inning game at 2 o'clock against San Jacinto. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service, Pro Star Rental, Good Feet, and Versalift Southwest. Time for the grand bag on game time. All right, 8.52, we're 8 in front of 9 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward-Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And uh, you just heard on SportsCenter, the uh, baseball team defeated uh, East Tennessee State 7-4 yesterday and will uh, be on the road today, uh, tomorrow rather. They're going to be in uh, in Dallas to take on Dallas Baptist, and uh, that'll be coming up tomorrow night. We'll have that one for you. And then over the weekend, they're going to be in Morgantown taking on West Virginia and West Virginia just come off a uh, series win over TCU on the road, taking two of three from the TCU Horn Frogs. So uh, that'll be interesting to to see how that all unfolds. Baylor softball dropped a seven two decision to number six Oklahoma State yesterday. Uh, so the uh, Cowgirls sweep the uh, the series. Baylor zero and six in conference competition, having lost all three to OU and to Oklahoma State. They uh, they have Lamar coming into town uh, tomorrow night. Uh, at, at Gettemann Stadium and see if they can't get the corner turned a little bit there. All right, uh, let's see. A couple other notes here. Uh, Masters is this week in Augusta. Is Tiger there or is he not there? Well, I think he's there, but does he play? And that's – that's No. The, he does not play. Garrett, you got an opinion? Uh, I mean, if, if I'll say he plays. Why not? You know – I got a funny feeling he plays. I don't know. Uh, 
man, but it, it, it'll be interesting to see. There, there's a spot for him. There's, that's for certain. All right, tonight, 8-20 tip, North Carolina and Kansas. Who wins the basketball game? I want to say North Carolina, but Kansas wins 84-72. I think Kansas will get them. I don't have a score, but I, I, with with Baycott, man, I just I don't know. That's an X factor. There's no question. I, I think if Baycott can play, I, I'm going to go with Carolina. But if 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 he's gimpy and in and out, and when he's in, not very effective, uh, I don't give him much of a chance. It, it would be KU. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm I'm squarely on the fence with 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 Baycott. <laughs> so, but you know, hey, look, I've kind of ridden this Carolina thing I, I, again. What they've been able to accomplish, it, it, pretty impressive. Pretty well, impressive. I mean, both teams, right? Like these yeah. are the only two teams who really put it on Baylor this year. So I, I think it's fitting for them to be in the national championship. Well, it was an overtime game. Now, come on, man. But, it, what do you mean, come on? Come on, and Brady Manning doesn't leave that game. It's a blowout. Well, you know, <laughs> if if Chama Chach was available, maybe. They win you know, the national championship. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, with that, it's 855, and we say goodbye. Uh, many thanks to everyone who's been a part of the program. We, we will do this again uh, tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., and, you know, we'll talk about how this thing went. Uh, coming up this afternoon at 3 o'clock, John Strauss will join uh, the Baylor baseball assistant coach will join John Morris around 325. At 4 o'clock, it's the Matt Mosley program continuing to preview the uh, the national championship game. We'll see you in the morning at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas.